0: Welcome to my podcast, Bethany Says, Beauty, Style, and You. I'm glad you're here. This podcast approaches beauty and style from the inside. Great personal style starts with how you feel. Your image tells the world how to treat you and how you feel about yourself. When you prioritize yourself, great personal style follows. Remember that personal style is a journey rather than something that you land on. It's about staying curious, open, and trying new things in life and with your style. It's a willingness to break rules when it makes sense and to grow from fashion mistakes. As I share what I'm learning, I hope you learn how to approach your style with more ease and confidence. If this resonates with you, this is your podcast. Today, I'm discussing how I'm reframing January to give it a positive spin Rather than calling January the Monday of the new year, I plan to call it Self-Care January from here on out. Learn what I'm doing so far this year to take good care. I bet you'll find something in there you can try. Let's dive in. Last January, in episode 30, New Year, Old Anxieties, I shared my struggle with January and my struggle with anxiety which is higher in January than in other months. As I shared in that episode, I know I can't change my anxiety. I can't will it away. However, I can acknowledge it and manage it. And that's what I've been doing this month without being fully aware that that is what I've been doing. I'm in a small networking group of ladies who start the year with sharing goals. I hate this meeting, but I'm also the one in the group who needs it the most because I am a terrible goal setter. I have to be forced. I know that's so sad, but it's true. Honestly, I got some great ideas from the group on goals for the year. Overall, however, I did struggle to identify what I thought was a good list of professional goals for myself. That kind of bummed me out but I was not lacking in self-care and health goals. Rather than beat myself against the wall trying to drum up a list of professional goals, I followed my heart into taking good care of myself this month. I shared this list of self-care accomplishments on my personal blog, Southern in Seattle, last week. Look for it at southerninseattle.com, titled, What Are My Goals? This month, I've been focused on my family. We are deciding about school next year for our twins who are going into junior high. On a high level, our kids need a different educational path than the one that's been laid out for them, kind of the the natural one they would follow. And so really nothing else mattered this month to me than making sure that they have a great place to learn next year, a place that is right for them where they can grow in maturity and in confidence. With this added assignment on my plate, I had to pause and give myself space, time, and recovery. One great way to assist the body in recovery is to step back from old habits that are more of a hindrance than a help. You have your own list, I have mine. But with that said, for the second year in a row, I did dry January. I won't go into the myriad of health benefits in this episode to doing dry January, but health benefits aside, dry January allows you to assess the importance of alcohol in your life. If you have become dependent, you'll know a few days in. For me, dry January last year was not difficult. So I decided to <laughs> cut sugar out this January, as well as alcohol. Let me tell you, this was much more difficult for me than dry January. I love a sweet. I love a dessert. I love a treat. I confess that I did still have um, some forms of sugar, like dried fruits, bananas, apples, Um I also had my fair share of bread, which, now that I'm thinking about it, can be surprisingly high in sugar, <laughs> depending on the brand and the type. So, suffice to say, I wasn't 100% sugar-free in January, but I was mostly dessert-free, so I hope that counts for something. Progress, rather than perfection, is always my aim. It takes the pressure off. Several other things that I shared in my blog post... I booked an appointment to see my dermatologist for a skin check, way overdue. I'm seeing a chiropractor for chronic neck pain, also way overdue. I'm doing body treatments to bring my energy points into balance, and you can message me if you want to know more about that or look at the, uh, the blog post that I wrote. I did 30 days of yoga with Adrian in January, one of my favorite things now, and it's my second year doing that. Lastly, my husband and I booked a birthday getaway for the two of us in April. We've not been away, just the two of us, in five years, so we're due. One thing I didn't share in the blog post, but is worth mentioning, I did a 21-day challenge to pray and fast, a self-care from the spiritual side. Now, to be clear, the fasting in this sense is to give up something that you enjoy rather than to abstain from eating, because goodness knows that's hard for me. But for me this year, the abstention that I was doing was cutting out sugar. So um, that was my fast. Once I had all the things written out in the blog post, I was actually feeling pretty good about my month rather than defeated that I didn't have this Beautiful list of professional goals. Professional goals can wait. From now on, January will be my month to take care of me. And when I'm feeling rejuvenated and fortified, I'll sit down and I'll write those goals. I won't be bullied by January anymore to come out of the gates at full speed. I like this new mindset, this reframing of January. Self-care January makes a lot of sense. You're coming off the holidays, which leave all of us a little frazzled and tired. If you take care of yourself in January, then you're rested and you're balanced. Old temptations are easier to resist. Your body starts to rep- respond to the good treatment and kind. And then before you know it, you are tackling a list of goals with renewed vigor. A big takeaway is to keep a list Of your accomplishments throughout the month and the year. We accomplish more than we think we do, but we're going to forget them if we don't write them down. I didn't realize how much I'd accomplished in January until I wrote that blog post. No accomplishment is too small to celebrate. If you made your bed every day this week and you feel awesome about it, write it down. It counts. Read your list periodically. It will give you a boost when you're feeling like you aren't doing enough. There's no one who doesn't look around and wonder if they should be doing more. This is what I tell myself when I start thinking that whatever they're doing is for them, and the things that are for you are, and the things that you are doing are for you. I just flubbed that up, but we're going to leave it in just like that. When I fall into the not doing enough mindset, I look at my family and realize the time I'm spending on them and doing things for them is the most important thing I can be doing right now. My professional opportunities will come in the right time in their own way. While I don't love making resolutions, self-care January will be a new annual resolution. The rest of my year will flow from there who is with me. Thank you for listening. For those of you who are regular listeners to my podcast, I've not produced an episode since August, so thank you for coming back and listening to this one. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with a friend, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. My website is bethanysiggins.com. You can find links to all my social media there, as well as links to this podcast. If you have ideas for a future podcast, send me an email at bethany at bethanyseggins.com. I love hearing from you. Thank you again and speak to you next month.